It is up to you. Do you want an intro? Yeah, sure. Okay. Keep the new tradition going. The roses have faded. There's frost at my door. The birds in the morning don't sing anymore. The grass in the valley is starting to die. And out in the darkness, the whippoorwills, the darkness is falling. The sky has turned gray. The hound in the distance is starting to fade. I did not come here to lose. Perhaps this simple defeat will be a perfect example of how pathetic your society has become. You're my friend. I should start this fight. And don't do this to me. I'm always down. I cannot be defeated. Somebody get a doctor in here! Soon, Hogwarts will know my name. Drago. Drago. I let it happen. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. This Organized Chaos podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Thank you. Now, hello and welcome to an Organized Chaos podcast. My name is Bobby Quarters, uh, and this week, well, we got quite a show on deck for you, you know. Um, you know, as always, you know, you you chose the most excellent podcast yeah. of all the organized chaos podcasts that oh, yeah. exist. No, I mean, what I find amazing choice. is that we never have any technical issues, and every no. episode, we just no. we just raise the bar. And now all the other mm-hmm. podcasts, like Joe Rogan's watching us going, Jesus Christ, these guys are killing it. And like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you don't spread vaccine misinformation. You you can kill it. Yeah, and <laughs> we also don't need a crony to look up everything that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> However, I, I will say re- I did recently uh, stumble upon this clip of uh, Rogan where uh, he had a uh, Cl- uh, Candace Owens on. Oh God! And uh. Uh, and she was like, oh. get exactly what it was. They were. It was climate change. Oh, God. She denied and saying that it didn't exist or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Like, are you, I, I mean, I don't think that you, I mean, you know, you're really not an expert on global climates or the, or weather patterns at all. So I don't feel that you're qualified to make that statement. And that's all that he said. And I go like, you know, for the most part, I agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not a qualified expert on that. So you're really not the best person to say that. And he just kept going, how can you say something doesn't exist when you have no way to prove that it doesn't? <laughs> mm. And it was, it was, that was at least admirable at some sense. And I kind of was like, wow, I wish you took this stance on more issues. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, um, unless he was on more recently, I think you're talking about the older appearance where like, it was an older appearance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it is a decent debate they have because th- that's the thing when when you're lying so hard that even Joe Rogan's capable of spotting your lie. You must be lying yeah. pretty fucking hard. Um, oh, you know, she is employed for the Daily Wire that mm-hmm. is backfunded by Alex Jones. So mm-hmm. that says everything you really need to know about it. Yeah. What, that, that is an interesting thing. Uh, we could go into at some point. But yeah, the whole. Oh, yeah. uh you know, obviously, Daily Wire and Steven Crowder are getting into an argument at this point over funding. And it's just fascinating, this idea that, like, what, they offered him $50 million oh. and he said no. And it's like, oh, wow. Like, all, all this garbage stuff that they push and the millions of subs, it's all just all probably privately billionaire funded. <laughs> Well, it's good to at least know that the fear mongers are getting as in as much inner ter- turmoil as, uh, you know, people of the actual party they represent or they support oh, yeah. locally. 
No, no, uh, I, I was about to I say represent themselves. I, yeah, I'm like, I mean, well, I, I had read. I don't know how much truth is with this, but it's 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 stuff I've re- I read off Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I take it as exactly things I read off Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they don't let you just um, post it, anything on Twitter. What are you talking about? Well, no, well, <laughs> now you can because it's free speech. Yeah, yeah. Elon Musk but, won't let uh, go on there. No, no, <laughs> it's not Elon now. It's Mister Tweet. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh yeah i read that uh my two favorite representatives uh lauren bobert and uh more jean taylor green apparently mm-hmm. got into a physical altercation in like the wow. ladies bathroom at yeah i gotta go um i don't care if, what I, how i look mm-hmm. to say this but like video or it did not happen yeah yeah like you i think- i it, those two would be all over you like just but also with each other i yeah. would absolutely love to like watch it yeah oh yeah no like like i said the republican infighting right now is just kind of glorious um yeah like you know it's divided between like essentially the corporate goons and like mm-hmm. just the hardcore true believers of this garbage it's like wow yeah i kind of yeah, you it. have I dig it. Mm. yeah i mean you kind of have like the maga faction of it which is like and then you have your the the own right-wing extremists Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then you have your more i would say like boilerplate republicans like yeah romney's yeah yeah he's guys guys who are relics of like yeah uh, uh, yeah yeah, guys who are more relics of like you know like the the more establishment gop types like you Mm -hmm. know mccain romney yeah Mm -hmm. well yeah i already said romney but um i'm Trying to think of another good example. There's less and less of them as we go anymore. Fine, fine. Yeah, like like your your like uh, HWs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, he was still a warmonger, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Um. Well, are we right again to a couple new segments? We don't have a lot. Yeah, yeah. A couple new segments to get into. Yeah, let's um, get into it. First of all, my first one I just was one that kind of hit me. Um. So Anne uh, Worshling. I'm certain I'm slaughtering that last name, but uh, she passed away um, of cancer yesterday, according to the dates. Um, and if you're wondering who she is, she played the Borg Queen in Star Trek Picard season two, which yeah. was literally last year. So she probably filmed her scenes in 2021. Um, to my understanding, she was diagnosed with cancer in 2018, and she's been fighting it for the past few years. And uh, unfortunately, it got the better of her yesterday. And it's just kind of wild because um, I'm reading about this and it was literally yesterday when I watched most of Star Trek Picard season two, where it's like huh. literally like yeah. I took a pause in watching it and started looking it up. And like literally the news of her dying uh, came out and I was like, holy, whoa. And then, yeah, I, I looked it up. She was only 45 and I was just like, fuck, that's, that is that's way sad. too young. That is way yeah. too young. That, that is. That, yeah. That's I tragic. Mean, I don't have too much to say except you know my my heart goes out to her family. This is yeah, this is terrible, tra- tragic. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah, my condolences to her family, her mm-hmm. fans, her friends. Mm-hmm. That sucks. You know, fuck cancer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fuck cancer. Yeah, I th- I think we can all get behind that one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, a, a little bit lighter. Uh, Dave Bautista yeah. kind of hit the news, and by the way, I just love this picture because it was a picture he posted on Twitter of him being just based as hell. <laughs> but still, it's yeah. it, you gotta love it's Dave Bautista. You, yeah. you gotta love the guy. <laughs> uh, for people listening, it's literally just a picture of him with a, a rain with a rainbow shirt, and under the rainbow it says "BU" and "Yo." Yeah, and based. it's like very fitting to Dave Bautista. So, yeah, if you have yeah. any idea of what he looks like? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's entertaining to that aspect. Yeah. Also, he, he, yeah, it just shows that he is a genuine guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he recently, I guess, had a meeting with James Gunn to figure out, like, because he's been interested in playing Bane, and he was interested to see if maybe he could have yeah. a role, because obviously he has a good relationship with James Gunn. And essentially, he came away from it with his feeling feeling that, like, it's almost certainly not going to happen, and that James Gunn is doing the hard reboot, which we all theorize, which is what was going on and yeah, yeah essentially he's come now that meeting pretty much confirming what we all pretty much assumed that it will be a hard reboot um 
So yeah. yeah, he's open to talks with James again. Just to oh, yeah. like it, but uh, from what I've what I understood from the article I, I shared with you is like he's open to it, but only if he can like you know give the character justice, the justice mm-hmm. that he feels that he can give. And honestly, I would really like to see his interpretation of uh, Bane. No, would be yeah, I would love that. Pretty cool. Um, He's been like Cause... ever since like he got those simply got acting lessons for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. Ever since then, like he has been like kind of a force on screen, and he's done a great job since then. Um, yeah, so, I really yeah, I'm enjoyed kind of on board uh, with anything he does. I'm gonna, um, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed him in Glass Onion. Mm-hmm. Thought he was great. Honestly, I can't think of a role where I haven't enjoyed him since then. I mean. Spectre is a movie that gets a lot of criticism, and but he played a heavy throughout a lot of that movie. And I remember yeah. um, being kind of bored in that movie, and then all of a sudden Dave Bautista would pop up for a fight with James Bond, and all of a sudden, like, my interest just spikes up, and I'm, you know, it becomes this super intense battle between the two of them. And yeah, he made that movie better. Um, you know, it's not the worst movie, Spectre's not the worst movie ever, but it's it's got its issues. Dave Bautista wasn't one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's not the best James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Not the worst. No, not by a mile, but it's not the best at all. <laughs> That's Living Daylights. Living Daylights. Living Daylights. I don't know if I'd call that the worst, but it's not good. <laughs> That's my opinion. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I'm, I, 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 I have to rewatch them, but I, don't I know, know. there's... It'd have to be a tie between that or uh, a view to a kill. View to a Kill. Yeah, no, that's right. That was my pick for worst one. Oof. But that one still does have, like, a badass theme song. Yeah, no, I love that. Why? The, the Living Daylights does, Ooh. too. Aha and Duran Duran. Fucking dick yeah, those I mean, 80s yeah. songs. <laughs> but, yeah, those, yeah but those movies are not good. View to a Kill is, well, I mean, View to, View to a Kill is a better song, but, like, the best theme, and, I mean, in my opinion, is, ooh. You're gonna hate me, <laughs> but Live and Let Die. Live and Let Oh, yeah. Well, no, that one's a classic. I'd take that one. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's Wings. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I've seen Paul play it live. Well, so, yeah. like, nice. Fucking <laughs> awesome. Like, just fucking awesome. But, yeah, um, as far as Dave Bautista, I'm interested in any project he works on. If I would love it if James Gunn found a role for him in DC. Because I know he said he's pretty much done with Drax um, after Guardians 3. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it's one of those things where it's like, I'd love him to play more Drax, but if he's done, I, I'm not going to be like, you have to push it. You know, it's just, I'm sure he would be more do, in, like down to maybe provide a voice if they were to do like another what if. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, he says he's happy to be done with the role because mm-hmm. he also has a he's like, I, it's like it's kind of like a slight worry of being typecasted. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, that's, a, that, that's legit. But. If you're actively pursuing Bane mm-hmm. after playing Drax the Destroyer. Yeah, true. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> we, we will see what the future holds for him. I, I don't know what projects yeah. he has coming out besides Guardians 3, which I am pumped for, by the way. But uh, I am too. Yeah, we, we will see. Are we ready to get to the it's main not, topics? Well- I guess we haven't even, yeah, we haven't I, even pre-introduced the main topics. Okay, we're talking about Last of Us. No, we didn't. Um, Rocky Four <laughs> and uh, uh, fuck, what was the last thing? Mandalorian. It's my shirt. Mandalorian. We're talking about my shirt. We're talking about my yeah, his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. For those wow. of so, you listening, Bob is wearing a Baby Yoda shirt, or I'm yes, sorry, yes, a Grogu uh, shirt. It's, but it's we don't like know a, that. It's a yet, comic so. book thing. Yes, yes. But yeah, yeah, it, um, it, it looks like an old Spider-Man comic. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah, now that we've perfectly set... Listen, this podcast is perfect in every way. And now that we've perfectly and on time set this up, (laughs) we will go ahead and dive into Last of Us. All right, yeah. So, my initial thoughts when I go to the HBO screen, uh, and I didn't even realize this, because when I first watched the first episode, I want to say it was Friday, and I was like, whoa, the first episode's an hour, like 80 minutes. But I'm like, oh, well, it's probably just because it's the pilot. It's probably not going to be regularly yeah. that long. Because the second one, I think, was like 50, 55, yeah. something like yeah, that. It was like 58 minutes. It's longer, minutes or but it's not yeah. huge. Yeah. It's like, okay, so it's usually an hour, but the first one's going to be kind of overlong. <laughs> then the third one comes out tomorrow night, and it's like 75 minutes. I'm like, okay. 
I just need to make sure to set aside a bit more time for this because this is going to be a long series. Yeah. Now, now that I've said that, yeah. Um, so far, I'm digging this. What, what are your initial thoughts, Bobby? <laughs> um, well, I'm going in real blind because I never played the game. I mean, Me I understand the Me kind of the basic idea of the game. Yeah. Like from whatever I was shown in trailers of mm-hmm. it, but uh, I'm liking it. I'm really enjoying a lot of what they're giving us in the mm-hmm. sense of story so far. Well, what I'm um, what I'm enjoying is that uh, we're getting lots of flashbacks to before the you know kind of seeing the downfall. We're getting hints of how all this happened. You know, essentially this yeah. is fun fungal zombies, which is different. Well, they don't say the word zombie. I notice. Well, that's not uncommon in these they, things. Walking Dead never says yeah, zombie no. either. <laughs> Well, Walking Dead is garbage, so... Well, that well, I, I do want to go to Walking Dead a bit here, because what I'm seeing a lot of is um, we're seeing lots of the origin of the zo- zombies, lots of, like, you know, yeah. how did this happen? And we're also getting lots of side stories, you know, all almost self-contained side stories that relate to the main story, but not, like, 100% directly. Yeah. And the reason why I want to bring this up is because... That was Frank Darabont's plan for Walking Dead before his budget was cut, and then he was eventually kicked out. Um, yeah, like he, like he talks about, like if you watch season one, there's this scene where Rick um, ends up in a tank, and you know you see this soldier who is dead in that tank, and he literally, like Frank Darabont, had a whole episode set up about that soldier and how he ended up in that situation. And that was there was going to be lots of like exploring the virus, exploring lots you of see, the, if, the destruction if, of humanity. That, yeah. yeah, if The Walking Dead did that, yeah, I would have enjoyed the series a lot more. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely would have. No, but well, I, I just kind of thought it was like after about the first season I did watch, mm-hmm. and after the second season I just kind of kept. To me, it felt like they were just trying to like, kind of make every episode like it would run the course of, like, a combination of, like, Dawn and Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. But more so the Day of the Dead. They leaned more hard into the Day and the Dead aspect yes. mm-hmm. of just the people, you know, infighting within mm-hmm. each other and it, for no it's reason. It's a lot of and rinse and repeat. Rinse and... Yeah, and for me, I just kind of go, like, this was better when, when, when Romero did it. Yes, yes. No, I'm the, well, bored. I, yeah. I stuck through, like, maybe seven years of that show, just hoping oh, to, God. because here's the deal. I loved, I loved season one Walking Dead. I agree. And I with you. stuck with one it is for good. years. One is good. Hoping it would get good. back to that. And it never did. And I just, I got to a point where I was like, I don't care. I remember it after was I stopped when watching, did it. <laughs> after I stopped watching, there'd be like reports talking about X characters dying in so many episodes. It's like, I don't even have to watch it to know when characters are dying anymore. They're just going to talk about it like, a month in advance. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, I, I feel like I've seen the whole se- series, even though I haven't watched it for years. I, I think they just finished that series like recently. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> and it's sad because I loved uh, season one. But oh. uh, it's the reason why I'm going into it is because I feel like Last of Us might be kind of the spiritual successor, or at least they might be shooting to be the spiritual successor to what Walking Dead could have been. <laughs> well, I'm happy you said that because, like, the first episode gave me a lot of Walking Dead like vibes, mm-hmm. like yeah. early season, like, yeah. like season one vibes of like Walking Dead, and I was very hooked on it. Like, even like my wife who was working from home when I was watching it earlier t- today, she, like, she even like I kind of took a break, and we both were just kind of just very enthralled with the story. Mm-hmm. And this was a uh, episode three that, like, definitely the one that. Sucked both of us in. Oh, episode really three was so good. I mean, it's a long one, but it's almost it all is, this like I'm... it's almost all this side story between Bill and Frank. And... Yeah, well, at first, like you know, like what my wife was like, "What's this all about?" And I go, "I have I have seen it just as about as much of this, you know, as you have. I have no idea." And she's like, "No, no, no. I mean, it, it's cool that they're you know showing the representation, but does this have anything to do with it, or are they just doing it to say, hey?" You know, pandering. Mm -hmm. And I was like, the only thing I could think of is I knew that he was introduced as a character. I read that today. Mm -hmm. So 
maybe this is a story setting this character up or how he knows the people like our heroes, like Pedro and the girl. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, that's how like that. And sure enough, near the end of the episode, we did get that payoff. But by the time we were questioning, like, why is this important to the story? You know, mm-hmm. like, what is this? But we're getting a background of more of the people that yeah. know, they're, they'll encounter. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, um, uh, a bill built a beautiful fortress. Yeah. No, <laughs> you, you every get... bit of it was great. No, you get this uh, background into like essentially Bill, who's this like survival guy. This whole town is getting evacuated, and he's just like in his little bunker with a whole bunch of guns and a whole bunch of cameras, watching people leave. And as soon as they leave, he just is out there grabbing everything that's useful and setting up a huge fortress around. I don't know if it was. Probably not the whole town, but like definitely a section of town setting up booby like maybe traps. Maybe a city block. Yeah, yeah, maybe a city block. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's spent like four years by himself there, and then he meets Frank, and like you're you're not sure where the whole Frank thing's gonna go, but then it just kind of turns into this kind of beautiful love story. Um, yeah. God, I would like I like I'm watching it. I'm not sure where it's going to go. And by the end, like at first, I wasn't really fond of Bill at all. And at the end, I'm like, oh, God, this is so sad. I, I might be bawling. <laughs> this is, this yeah. is so nice. <laughs> yeah, the ending was very, very sweet. Yeah. And it's... yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I would definitely say like I've liked all the episodes so far, but like that episode three was so far definitely my favorite of the three. You know like I said, mm-hmm. the the first well, one I thought did a well, great we, job we're, doing. Oh, go ahead. We're jumping around a little. We're talking about oh, yeah. three, and we haven't even dove into one yet. Yeah, no, I was about ready to move back into one because one yeah. I thought was uh, really good. Um, it does a great yeah, job setting us up. Yeah, it does. Uh, um, pretty much, there's this outbreak mm-hmm. that's uh, fungal, like it's it's fungus. Yeah, and it could live in humans and infect them and turn them into like um reanimated uh dead corpses yeah pretty much yeah something not i mean they didn't like, like i said like i <laughs> said they they don't say zombie mm-hmm. so they're I, I i they're really not one well yeah i mean they they dance around it it's listen they dance around it yeah they're like, they're... oh i mean it, i mean it, well, okay it, to the best of my knowledge, and I guess me as a big fan of that subsection of horror genre, mm-hmm. I would have to say that, you know, with zombies, there can be several different ways. Like something supernatural, like, you know, a, uh, a planetary alignment or a meteor or, you know, the like tectonic plate movement, some weird shit like that. Okay. Mm hmm. Government controlled, you know. Yeah, some virus that they created that causes it, that or you know, and like those are pretty much like the two main ones, and one that's not really touched upon so much, but is in a lot of films from the forties and fifties, pretty much until Romero's Night of the Living Dead. Voodoo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Voodoo. Voodoo was the classic. Like 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 Romero. Like Mm. like like King of the Zombies, for example. We we have that, covered that on the podcast. Time, you can go check it out. It's also the best episode time, of any podcast ever. <laughs> yeah, that that timeless chestnut that yeah. aged just like milk. Yes. <laughs> hey, I mean, like I said, the lead character was pretty. Well, I guess does he count as lead? He he's the guy who stole the movie was entertaining as hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then like finding out all that extra about him, like how he was friends with Mo Howard, was like mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> yeah, but. These aren't voodoo zombies here. And I mean, technically, they would fall under the biological or, mm-hmm. or you know, lab created something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess there's four. Four biological and man made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Four categories. But, yeah, I I don't know, though. They're, they're, they're not different. because zombies don't have growths. They don't develop growths. They're just the reanimated corpses that slowly start to decompose over a period of time. Mm-hmm. No, I, At least in my opinion. I, I think uh, I think they're obviously going for a zombie thing, though. Um, yeah, they're, they are definitely heavily inspired by them. But it's like it, it's 
it's kind of like that with a bit of invasion of the body snatchers, how the bodies act more of a host or Ooh, like a vessel. You know, that's a good good point. Because, like, um, it's a point, I think it's episode two, where he kills one of the zombies, yeah. but the zombie lands and next to some fungus, and the fungus, like, communicates with the zombie, and it activates this, like, horde of zombies nearby. Whole apartment complex worth. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, no, there's this communication between the zombies if they're around the fungus. It's almost like a, a, a group mind. Hive mind. Like a hive or mind, Or collective. Yeah. yeah, I watched Star Trek yeah. recently. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's, I didn't think about that. But yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. That's, I mean, that's, that's again, like, I mean, I'm, that, I'll nerd out on zombie horror. But, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Nothing. I, I mean, I like no 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 no. Hmm. Ain't bad at all. We do not accept I just, zombie I, I just, nerds. I'm I just, sorry. Well, I mean, I just. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I'm. Uh, I, I mean, I'm already labor. You know, nah. put in the time, and you know, I'm already union. So there you go. <laughs> but yeah, this well, is... I don't know. I mean, I I kept a hat on like my fandom of that for years, just because of like how overexposed zombies became after the walking dead. Yeah. Almost so like, like the theme yeah. of it. Yeah. And, and it kind of like uh, bastardized a lot of it for me. So like mm-hmm. I, a lot of the newer ones I hadn't watched, I think like I refused to watch any new newer thing after the uh, romantic comedy about zombies came out. That's right. There it's was like, something. What? Uh... And warm bodies. Oh, warm bodies. That wasn't what I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking I've of, never uh, seen it, but I can tell you I absolutely hate that movie. <laughs> I was I Oh yeah, Warm Bodies just... was actually like the the young adult thing. Yeah. Cuz I was thinking of Life After Beth. Um maybe. Which I, I think I've seen but it's been a while. Like well, Life After Beth was more just a comedy. It wasn't meant to be kind of a young adult okay. thing. Whereas I think Warm Bodies was trying to be like a spoof of the whole young adult genre but with zombies. I'm not sure I haven't Possibly. seen that one, but yeah. Mm. Possibly. But yeah, I mean, even like, I mean, Zombieland was all right. Yeah, Zombieland was, was fun. Right. Yeah. It mm. was all right. Two was all right as well. Yeah. But because they, they, they did a lot of in those, like the similar themes with Romero. And there's a lot of these themes that I hope that we're going to see with The Last of Us, too. Where, you know, if they keep going into these individual stories of the people, we'll yeah. see how each of these different characters will react and, you know, to their surroundings and what's going on. We mm-hmm. even saw it with um, uh, Bill and Frank, where th- when they first were inter- when they first met um, uh, Joel and uh, Tess. Pedro Pascal. Ca- yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Joel and Test. Um, yeah. How they were kind of fighting. It's like, it's just us. It has just been us for the past four years. Like, mm-hmm. Let's have a normal thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even that, like, we get to see how it's affecting them in that times. But I hope that we get to see more of this, but also mm-hmm. people whose paths will cross with, you know, our uh, protagonist. Mm-hmm. And also our, uh, the the lead, the, the Bella, Bella Thornburg, I think her na- the actress name is. I want to, that sounds right. Um, Ellie. Yeah. Um, Ellie, who... yeah. We haven't gotten explored, apparently, but apparently she's been bitten at least twice and has not become infected t- and just heals. It, not, it just heals. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what we saw because we saw her. Well, we didn't see her get bit. We saw the aftermath of it. Mm-hmm. They got away somewhere safe. They, mm-hmm. they went to check her hand, arm again, and it was healing. Like, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they, they kind of did this on purpose to show you the contrast because uh, 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 Ellie got bitten at about the same time tested. And yeah, and you see like about the same time Tess's like bite is just expanding all over and growing quickly. Yeah. Whereas Ellie's, you know, just got this little bite and it's already stopped bleeding and it's It's scabbing over. Yeah, Yeah. it's already starting to heal up. It's like, whoa, there is a difference. There's (laughs) we also get to see Tess go out like a badass. Oh, yeah. No, she's awesome. Like she blows up that building nicely. (laughs) I will say though, well, that, that that wasn't just a building, Robert. That was a that was a museum. Mm-hmm. Well, while while they were in it, and I, I was watching it this morning, that happened, and it blew up, and I went, "All that history, yeah, gone." It was already pretty much gone, though. I mean, I I know, I know, well, I know. Like it, it is interesting. I though, didn't even like... realize. 
I forgot it was a museum until she until uh Pedro or until um he knocked over that bust of Ben Franklin. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, that's right, they're in a museum. That's right. Well, uh, <laughs> it was probably mostly stolen anyway. If it makes you feel better. <laughs> what? Hell no! That was there was a room. There was a bunch of revolvers and like mm. you know like muzzle loaders and shit. So you know, maybe it was in Boston. Maybe. So maybe. I mean, I could tell you there are probably winds of it that they were stolen. <laughs> what? Those are probably more located around um, the Cape Cod area mm-hmm. or Plymouth. But uh, yeah, that's one thing that this series, uh, like we're really seeing how it starts. Like the beginning of the mm-hmm. series is all 2003 and it's Pedro or Pedro Pascal, uh, Joel with his uh, actual daughter, his uh, biological daughter. And of course, all yeah. the uh, all the uh, usual sp- suspects got upset because uh, they, they cast a black girl for that role, and it's like shit happens, guys. Who cares? We don't need to explain. <laughs> she does. A great oh, really? Job, really? I, yeah. It, it, that 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 is what pissed them off. Yeah. Not even episode three, because well, first episode time three's kissed, barely been I, out, so we'll see. But yeah, I said, <laughs> I said to my wife, "It's like, do you hear it? You can hear the conservative triggerism." Yeah, it just we're not bigots. We just yell every time it happens. It's like that's kind of bigotry, guys. It's kind of making her just. But, How is it hurting them? Yeah, like... no, it, it drives me nuts. But like the the actress that got to play her daughter, I thought did a really good job. And God yeah, damn it, she that was good. that got tears out of me too. Like I I I I knew spoilers, it was going to happen. But you guys should know this figured... because, yeah, this has been spoiled for me. Even without playing the game, this got spoiled for me because everybody brought it up. But, yeah, the, his, his, Joel's, bi- yeah, Joel's biological daughter dies early on. And we mm-hmm. see that. And even knowing it was coming, god damn it, it still got me. They, they do a yeah, good enough I, job. I knew it was coming. Knowing that. Yeah. I didn't know how, mm-hmm. I didn't know how it would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Why? Yeah, I, I, I I had I had a feeling as soon as when he ran into the army guy mm-hmm. and he's like, "Sir, I'm s- sorry, say that again." Mm-hmm. And it was just, "Oh, oh." Yeah, he just he just got the order to start executing oh, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the army. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, in this show, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The arm the the army guy gets the order to discard killing people, so he he takes shots yeah. at Joel and his daughter and, um, and his daughter. Uh, just dies in his arms and yeah God, that got but me. uh i think one of his uh buddies his army buddies because we know joel is a ranger mm-hmm. from desert storm we see that on a bumper sticker in his truck earlier uh i think one of his buddies like caps the army dude in the head yeah rifle. yeah yeah but yeah, yeah not just not in time to save his daughter after. just in time to save joel unfortunately but yeah but it, it does play a nice contrast a, a little bit later on where he meets ellie and you get the yeah. army guy essentially pointing a gun at Ellie. And just you can see like Joel gets a flashback. He gets triggered and he just lunges and beats the shit out of the army guy. Just and almost like on instinct. Out of that guy. Like, you know, yeah. I'm not prepared to have this happen again. <laughs> yeah, he was not going to have it happen again. Mm-hmm. And he even was protecting her in a very similar way instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. As soon as the army guy was there, like, yeah, he... Well, that was a guy who he talked to, who we thought. Yeah, he, he even had a bad past history with him. Yeah, but yeah. But that guy was there for one reason to capture him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, deserved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that ass whooping was was well deserved. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, we'll have to see how it develops. But yeah, like I said, season uh, the first episode is just a great setup, and we see uh, yeah. Joel and Ellie and Tess kind of going on their adventure. Uh, the second episode uh, is probably my least favorite of the three, but still good. It's more just, you know, they're continuing on their journey and we get to see Tessa's fate, which is pretty fucking badass. And then episode three is just almost a side story. And fuck, it's so goddamn good. Um, Yeah, it really is. So I did laugh when um, Nick Offerman was like, won't have made your new word world order bullshit. Mm. Yeah, well, God, I don't know who plays Frank, but Nick Offerman does an amazing job as Bill. Like both those actors, fucking so good. 
No, they they were amazing. Like they had like good chemistry on screen. Mm-hmm. Like I, you believed that they had lived and loved each other f- mm. together for and lived there. It was like, yeah, I really enjoyed a lot of that. Like all that whole story. I was, I'll admit, for a while I was thinking that. Uh, sorry, my window closed and I needed that open. Sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, uh, I enjoy. Yeah, I enjoyed like the, their story, their arc, and I, I will admit, I didn't see it ending, or I knew I, I didn't see it turning out the way that it did. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought when the first time the uh, scavengers were going to come to the house, mm-hmm. I thought that Frank was going to get shot by like you know crossfire. Yeah. I was expecting one of them to die, and right then, one there, of them gets yeah. injured for it seems like probably the rest of his life. But like they both, and then you think it, like yeah. he's gonna die. Yeah. Uh huh. No, I was watching that scene thinking you know Frank's gonna die, and then you know it's kind of already established that Joel and Bill don't you know, like they can work together, but they don't have the best relationship. And you know, obvious. I was yeah. thinking that'll be the 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 relationship we get to see, um, whatever that turns out to be. But even yeah it turns out completely different and like it just ends so like bill starts out as a character that i'm thinking at first i'm like god i'm probably gonna hate this guy aren't i and at the end i was like oh just sad to see him go (laughs) yeah like well he frank ends up getting a an illness i want to say it it was cancer yeah i don't think they ever say 100 percent, but strongly implied cancer or Um, maybe ms it might have been ms too mm -hmm. it was something that given the current uh setup like so society hasn't completely collapsed but it's way different than what we're used to and yeah there's a lot of empty spaces in the world and they're just isolated off and like doctors don't really exist is like they do but it's not the easiest thing to get a hold of um they're few and far between yeah you get something like cancer or like i we might even get an episode about this at some point in the future, but I remember in the Stephen King's The Stand, uh, there's this huge scene where a person dies of appendicitis. Something easily <laughs> treatable that will just kill you now. I'm sure it does in this world, too. I'm <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, like, cancer is one of those things where we're getting to a point where we're pretty good at treating it, but it's not 100%. I mean, we just talked about Ann... Uh, uh, yeah, Wershing, who just passed from cancer. It it's not a hundred percent. We're getting good at it, especially if we get it early. But it's not a hundred percent still. <sighs> God, lots of cancer this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let's see. Are we are we ready to move on to uh, something? Yeah, yeah. I think we've His, covered all the bases. Yeah. Our, well, this. this is this is a historically huge movie. This yeah, is yes, the movie Rocky that ended. Cold War. This is yeah. This is the movie that ended communism just absolutely yeah. destroyed the cold war thank you rocky he, he, thank you sylvester rocky Sloan. punched a hole this is yeah this is the one where uh <laughs> sylvester Sloan punches a hole through the berlin wall yeah it was awesome he was like take down this wall and bam <laughs> well hey yo there's a wall here uh, <laughs> there's a wall <laughs> it, i think it would be better if we could walk through hey, it pulling. <laughs> now this <laughs> Okay, so this movie is not necessarily what I would consider good, but this is absolutely an entertaining movie. Um, it is. But, oh my it's god, it's dumb. It's it, dumb. it's not good. <laughs> it's very very dumb, but uh, it's so much. It's so much fun. Um, yeah, no, this is the one where he he defeats. He ends the Cold War. He defeats communism. <laughs> um, in a lot of ways, it follows the same formula of Rocky Three, except like you know how like. Rocky 3 has some drama and some seriousness to it. This Rocky 4 kind of tries to go for it, especially with the death of Apollo Creed, but that's the closest it, it, it gets. And It's yeah. almost done <laughs> too satirical. And it's, yes. It's, yeah. yeah, like, uh, if he dies, he dies. Like, that seems yeah. like way over dramatic than it. It's like, okay, yeah, I understand... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I understand people they, die in the boxing ring, but that's not the norm. You know that, right? You know? <laughs> like, why were they interviewing him at that moment while Apollo was dying? In I, the that same was so weird. Like, like, Apollo obviously needs medical help, and all the press is up there just talking to him. And it's like, uh, what the fuck are we doing? The story is Apollo's over here dying. Not that, like, fucking 
this guy just beat him. What? <laughs> yeah, like the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, this this is so ridiculous. So uh I think we should talk about the main star of this movie, and that's Polly's robot. Well, of course. The the robot stole the show. Um happy birthday, Polly. I <laughs> mean Happy birthday, Polly. Yeah. Uh no, uh Rocky gets a, a robot for Polly and it sings happy birthday. <laughs> Yeah, happy birthday, uh, Polly. This movie's so <laughs> cheesy. Um, oh, it was the it was this was eighty five, right? I thought I thought it was a bit later, 86. but it might have been eighty five. Eighty five, eighty. Oh, in those late eighties, you know, like it, it wasn't like an eighties movie without a robot at some point. No, well, that that's the thing. Like this, that that that's a trope. Yeah, <laughs> it was a trope. Oh, you're right. This is eighty five. Okay. I okay, think there yes, might have been quite a few years between this and Rocky Five, then. But, uh... Yeah, even E.T. had a robot. Yeah, these movies get slowly and slowly goofier, and I'll give it to Rocky Two. Rocky Two really tried to keep it more serious, and it's a little bit goofier than the first one, but it it, it, it overall is able to maintain the tone. And then you can really yeah. feel the tone <clears throat> slipping with the third one. And then this is the one where the tone just drops off a cliff. Well, it, but it, God damn, it I enjoy this th- one still. <laughs> it did do some things that like that that mirrored three. I felt like oh, yeah. uh, where oh, we see Drago training for his fight. Like uh, he's in the super high tech, you know, state of the art mm. facility. Mm-hmm. Just how Rocky was training for the fight with Clover. Yeah, and Clover was training, you know, like in like the old gym, mm-hmm. dark, dingy, mm-hmm. beat up, mm-hmm. you know, the streets, like the the rough one. Just mm-hmm. how he was training, just how they, they switched their roles for their second fight. But Rocky was training in the middle of the fucking out with yeah. the mountains. He, like, I love how exaggerated it gets. Like, in the first two Rockies, it's like he runs to the top of this huge staircase, and it's like, fuck yeah, oh, that was exhausting. Here, Rocky runs to the top of a mountain. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? He climbs sure. a mountain. <laughs> sure, that's what you do in an afternoon, right? He, he, he didn't even climb it; he ran up it. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you. Like, essentially, the villain here is a uh, Adolf Lundgren and his his super soldier Russian whatever. And I love how they they're like, oh yeah, he's he's built up. He's everything Russia. You know, he's like super muscle mass all because of you know his russian training and then they they have this like oh well does he take any steroids and they're so obviously lying they're like uh no no this is this is all natural no no he never no all russian milk yeah and then of course later we have to have the scene as if it wasn't clear enough that yes of course he's taking steroids yeah, he's they doping. were fucking yeah lying. he's doping <laughs> It's like he was. Yeah, of they course, were he's fucking alive. doping. Yeah, <laughs> of course he's fucking doping. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I will say one thing. I love is um. So like you have the training montage you just talked about, where it's all high tech, yeah. and then Rocky's in the the Alps. But I'll tell you why Rocky wins this one against the doped up Russian super soldier. It's because because he was drinking he, goat's milk. <laughs> well, that that helped, but it's because he didn't do one training montage to get ready. He did. He, he does two. He does yeah. two, and that's how he's super rockified at the end of this one because he did two training montages. You can't beat two training rock. Rocky does two training montages. You're fucked. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're you're probably <laughs> you can't beat. That. No, I. There are so many montages in this. Like after uh, Apollo dies, and then uh, Rocky agrees to fight uh, Drago because you know revenge and shit, and his wife. Yeah. It's pissed at him. They get into a fight and, you know, he leaves the house angry. Um, and you get this montage, you know, 80s music. Totally maybe doesn't quite fit. But, like, you get this montage of the past three it's Rocky right. movies and a couple of clips from this one. It's like, there are so many montages in this movie. It's like, wow, the montages in Rocky movies are really popular. And this one's like the shortest one by far. How many montages can we fit? <laughs> All of the montages. No. All of, we need to at least fit one <laughs> yes. full plane length of Eye of the Tiger. Yes. Well, I think they, I think uh Eye of the Tiger got two playthroughs in the third one. And it got an opening credit spot in this one. Yeah, yeah. Um 
And I love the beginning shot where it's like the two uh, boxing gloves and one's Russian. In space. It, it's like America versus communism. Boo! It's like this is this has gone super cheesy, hasn't it? <laughs> now, I feel like I'm a bit repeating myself, but like I said, like this is not what I would consider a good movie. But god damn it, this is fun. <laughs> just oh god we have to talk about the ending so like obviously oh. rocky beats the crap out of drago he eventually wins yay oh you mean Communism's when he defeated. when he yeah yeah when he ends the cold war with that yeah. speech yes yeah when he's yeah. giving his rocky speech and it's just like we just need to learn to talk to each other and get along and then you get the the president of russia who's totally not uh gorbachev um He's he's listening, and then he just stands up so proud. It's like, Rocky's right, and he starts clapping. It's like, sure. Oh, sure. propaganda at its <laughs> finest. Yeah. At its finest. Listen, all the president of Russia needs when he's he's acting up is a good speech from an American boxer. That and they said that his heart him. grew four sizes <laughs> that day. Well, I love how the match is going on, and it's in Russia, Nagachev. obviously. And, yeah, uh, President Nagachev's heart grew three sizes that yeah, day. Yeah, but uh, yeah, as the fight's going on, apparently the Russian crowd starts cheering for Rocky. It's like, yeah, that's how that works. That's definitely how that works. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So yeah, now I... I think I've covered most everything I want to say, but like, yeah. <laughs> anything else you want to add? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, uh, I had a split viewing of this one, so um, <laughs> it's. I guess I just got all the craziness. I mean, I thought Thunderlips had a great intro in the last one, but he yeah. didn't have James Brown open for him. True. Oh my <laughs> god, we we, we almost missed the whole James Brown thing. Like, uh, for some reason, Drago's just sitting on the the ring as it raises up, like. He didn't set up any special intro or anything, because why? No, nope. you... no, he just hang out on the the boxing ring when it raises up, and fucking James Brown's playing "Living in America" and Apollo Creed's dancing to it because Apollo Creed's gonna do a setup. Because okay, so yeah, it's it's a bit much, but like Apollo Creed is absolutely quite... a showman, so I'll give him that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not quite like when he first went to the ring against Rocky, where he had two costume, two jackets that he wore. Yeah. One that he walked out to the ring on, and then he took off. And then, you know, he put another one on. This. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, this is... This is I don't fun. know anyone from Louisiana. Yes, you do. You know everybody from Louisiana. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Not but that yeah. scammer. <laughs> I guess uh, anything you want to add before we no. move on? Yeah, so... uh. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're at Mandalorian now. Uh, my yeah, shirt's sake, and I do want to add like this this week. Like I wasn't even thinking about, but we got lots of Pedro Pascal this week. We yeah. got a fair bit of Carl Weathers too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they 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 were doing all right, but yeah, uh, kind of revisiting Mandalorian with season three coming out. Um, it's been a few years. Like this was twenty nineteen. And I believe the last season was early 2020. So, like, it's been, like, two years since we've had a season of this. So, yeah, um, this is just the first couple episodes. So, we're getting introduced to uh, Mando. We're getting introduced to uh, Baby Yoda, not yet named Grogu. So, uh, I don't know why yeah, I called so him that. I don't know that yet. The child. Seen it. The, the child. child. The child. No, it's Baby Yoda. This This is actually Child Yoda before he sent back in time. You do, it's obvious. Come on. <laughs> we but, don't really know what his species does. So yeah, yeah, we don't. We do, we know it's long lived. That's about it. And apparently, very force yeah. sensitive. Mm. But um, like centuries. <laughs> I do like what they've done with this series because this is the space western Star Wars. It's like John Favreau and Dave Filoni were like, let's straight up let's really watch go Sergio. Let's yeah. let's watch a bunch of Lerone films, but yeah, let's make Star Wars versions of them. Yeah, exactly. Let's let's just do a Star Wars story, but just make it flat out a fucking western. It's a western, flat out a western. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I this is fun. This is a kind of like the fresh 
take on Star Wars that kind of we needed for a while. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, this is this works. Um, obviously, we're we get introduced to Mando, who's a, a bounty hunter, and he's fairly ruthless in this. Um, you know, does kind of what's needed until something special touches his heart, which is of course Baby Yoda. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um. But yes. Uh, I guess. What What were your thoughts about the the first couple episodes? Were you... Um. Was finally happy to see an IG unit in action. That yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking I, awesome. Yeah. I definitely want. Um. To, yeah. We, go. Ahead. Uh. Yeah. I really enjoyed uh how like like you had said this is like essentially like a western in space. Mm-hmm. Um. I really enjoyed this t- this take of the Mandalorian or mm-hmm. of Star Wars or the lore and the expanded universe of it. Um. So far from what we know about Ma- Mando, I mean, I I trying not to like add my notes from what I already know from being yeah. where I'm at. And mm-hmm. watching the series because, mm-hmm. like, I'm caught up, ready for no. The next it's season. been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, I'm caught up. I'm caught up. But um, yeah, uh, it was nice to revisit this and kind of remember a lot of the humble beginnings, like see him where he was before he got the suit that I associate with him mm-hmm. now. Um, yeah, I, I just remember his, that he his initial suit got beat up. I had forgotten that. I yeah, I I also forgot that he had to barter with a whole bunch of Jawas and uh, Rom and um uh, Nick Nolte was there to help him. Though. Yeah, I I forgot about Nick Nolte even being in season one, and he yeah, was a pretty that, big role. So, like once he popped up, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, he was a big role. Wasn't and it's it? amazing you know? that he did all that physical acting under all yes. that makeup. Well, not mu- not much makeup though, but I yeah, mean, all, you know. under all that makeup, he somehow looked like half his height. Like it was amazing. <laughs> No, that's something. It's not I was, actually Nick Nolte, but no, no that's something I was <laughs> actually thinking about because like I'm pretty him. sure most of Pedro, like I'm pretty sure uh, Mando has like a body actor. Most of Pedro Pascal's uh, stuff is uh, voice work. Um, that well, being said, we, the, well, well, there okay. is. Well, I'm pretty sure like a lot of the stuff he performs in the suit, except for like the like the sitting in the chair, like like piloting the ship. I think that's him. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think I've heard about the body actor. Because I know there's at least well, well we've already said we've watched we're caught up on the yeah. series. I yeah. know no, that there's definitely next, moments, yeah, where it's definitely where we clearly him, yeah. see it is him under the yeah. suit. Mm-hmm. So let me see. I think. Ooh. Oh. Uh, well, actually, maybe it's him for season one because there's a there is a body actor credited for season two. Hmm. Okay. So he probably just got a better contract. <laughs> yeah. Which is actually funny because we actually see more of his face in season two than season one as well. So he does actually yeah. physically have to be there for more of season two. Well, I think he probably has to at least show his face in one episode of season. Oh yeah. No, like they're paying for Pedro Pascal, and he's a decent named actor, so it's like. Well, yeah, I'm so we certain gotta see your face. I'm certain he's going to want to show his face as well because uh, he's an actor and he wants to get his face out there. <laughs> but I mean, also in the sense of everything, I'm very happy he finally learned to wear a helmet. <laughs> maybe. Like, maybe. <laughs> Still. <laughs> um, How are you yeah. going to introduce a badass character like the Viper and then have him fucking die like that? <laughs> That that's all. Yeah. Well, uh, the first three episodes are almost kind of like your the three parts to your pilot here, where you get yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's Mando and the the meeting the baby, and then he the baby's a bounty, so he turns in the bounty, and then he just has a change of heart, and he's like, I, I you know, you can just tell. Like, it's one of those things where that you know you don't have him you know tell you, but like you can just tell from his actions. Well, he was, he was able to get, yeah. get the drop on an IG unit and a, a droid oh, built yeah. for killing. Oh yeah. And I, I definitely want to go into that because I love how they do the movements for the IG unit. Like they're very yeah, robotic yeah. movements, how like the tor- torso just spins and shoots. And it's very like, yeah, I, I didn't rigid. How it moves. Be, uh, all like a gyroscope like that sort yeah. of like acting, but like, okay. 
yeah, I'm here I, for it. Yeah, you could see how it'd be an effective bounty hunter. Um, you know, just spinning around. The IG it, unit it in the Empire didn't yeah. move like that. <laughs> well, hey, this is five years, or no, eight years later, eight years after Empire. So yeah, it's super. This well, is even yeah, more and advanced. for all we know, for all we knew that, well, I mean, before he even announced what he who he was, the droid, mm-hmm. it could have been IG-88 because, mm-hmm. uh, well, in Shadows of the Empire canon, which is no longer canon, mm-hmm. uh, Boba Fett blew him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, maybe eventually we'll get that Dasher into our movie. <laughs> I hope so, man. Every time we talk about Star Wars, I always bring up Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, well, God, it's been a while since I've read that book. But yeah, that it I wasn't mean, a bad book. Um, I, like I even said, my, my biggest complaint that was how... Had in that. My biggest issue was how Dash goes out in that book. Other than that, I think it's a good book. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they're they're on their way to go retrieve Han and Carbonite. You've yeah. served your purpose, Dash. Yeah, just random. Oh, yeah. Here, here's a meter. Oh. I'm happy you got okay. to reunite with uh, Lando and Chewie. Uh-huh. But yeah, uh, so we get to three episodes. Uh, you know, uh, Mando becomes a fugitive from most anybody. Mandalorians uh, in the town help him escape. But yeah. Yeah. Everybody's kind of pissed at him for not doing the full bounty with Grogu. Or, I'm sorry, Baby Yoda. I don't know that name yet. I don't know why I keep on saying it. Um, the child. Yeah, the child. Well, yeah, and some bad... And, 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 and a very... And a great Empire a high-ranking officer who could have a great career voiceovering documentaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh... Is... Well, actually, I was going to... I was about to move oh. on to episode four, where we're introduced to Cara Dune, played by an actress who has never had any controversies ever. Um, and has never had a flop. Yes. No, uh, you go back and look at some of the way these people talk about Terror on the Prairie and how it would change Hollywood. And now that the numbers have come out. It's like, wow. Like Gina Carano, they, they were in talks to give Cara Dune her own spinoff series on Disney+. Plus. And instead, yeah. she had to do some dumb tweets, and now she did Terror on the Prairie, which is pretty objectively a flop, no matter which way you look at it. And God, even they the market, talked about like it'd be a big deal, and it, it was not. Nobody well, cared. Even the, even the demographic it was targeted to hated it. Yes, they called it woke because a woman lead. Because they've been trading people to call everything woke that has a woman or minority as a lead. It's like, oh, the word means nothing you, anymore. No more... I guarantee you, if you go to any one of their uh, libraries, they'll have a they'll at least own either Alien or Aliens. Probably guaranteed, um, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's 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 fascinating. Like, like she is not the best actress, but I thought in this series she did fine. But yeah, it was clearly like she was being set up as like you know kind of a. a big figure, not necessarily a big figure, but a popular figure in Star Wars. I could see how her character could kind of expand out and have her own, like, mini-story. And she just flushed oh, yeah, it absolutely. down the toilet. She just... Well, yeah, she um, decided to not realize that, you know, she is a, a Disney employee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, it, just like any company in any job, if uh, most jobs nowadays do monitor your social medias mm-hmm. they monitor them they keep tabs on them because they want to make sure that you're not saying anything if you're representing the company mm-hmm. in any way that could get you in trouble actually somebody in a higher up in my company got fired two years ago for something that he posted on facebook oh wow yeah you don't see it so much but like when you're dealing with like actors in particular yeah, actors are going to have their faces out there. If somebody likes performance, they're likely to follow the actor on some sort of social media. And if that actor is posting really shitty stuff, you know, anti-vaccine stuff, um, shit trying to say that, like, right-wingers are currently like Jews in the Holocaust, like she was posting, yeah. it's not going to look good. And, you know, you could take any one of her individual tweets in a vacuum and say, oh, she doesn't deserve to get fired for that. And I would even go by the broad stance of saying I don't think she deserves to get fired for anything she tweets. But. But doubling down on it? Well, Mm. it's not. Yeah, doubling down on it's questionable. But also, I think there's something behind the scenes we don't know. 
I think like if like everybody worked with her, loved her, and thought she was the best person ever, and then she gets fired for her tweet, I think we would hear people going, "Oh, what the fuck? That's not cool, guys. Why'd you fire her?" But we didn't yeah. hear a peep, and that tells me that probably she wasn't the best person to work with, and there's more going on behind the scenes, and they're they're using the Twitter kind of as an excuse to can her. And they were bad tweets. I do want to stress that. At no point am I looking at tweets going, oh, yeah, these are great. No, they're bad. But I think there's definitely more going on behind the scenes why she got fired. And I think just the fact that this newest movie bombed, like, they were so pushing this movie, and it just bombed hard. And it's like, if you had just behaved a little bit on social media, they wouldn't have had grounds to fire you, and then... You have your own Star Wars spinoff series. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, so overall, the first four episodes are pretty solid. I I enjoy it. It'd be nice to see. It's tough. Like, I, like you said, I know where this is going, but, you know, kind yeah. of revisiting it, and it won't be bad to get caught up again before the new season starts, because it's been over two years since... Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's been over been over two years since the, the end of season two, but it's been like, it's been a while. So it has been some time. Yeah, it'll be nice to get uh, all caught up again. Is there anything you want to add? Uh, no. Um, no, no, no. I'll I'll get into it next week because that's okay. really when I would want to talk about it. <laughs> well, well, next week I believe we're finishing off Mandalorian season one next week. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's on the schedule. And then and, what is uh, it? I believe Ant-Man. it's also Ant Man and Ant-Man. Rocky Five. Five. Oh, Rocky Five. Thousand. Uh, thousand <laughs> that that was from space balls oh oh rocky five thousand i think i'd rather that one rocky five <laughs> rocky five is maybe maybe it's better than i remember maybe it's better god i hope so i just remember being so oh. bored and thinking of the street fight at the end was kind of cool but uh, uh, mm. from what i remember mm. There's that guy who's not Don King. Mm-hmm. In any way, shape, or form. <laughs> well, I guess Wait, when we covered Rocky check. Four, we or Rocky Four just now, we didn't even cover uh Duke was probably one of my favorite characters. Like and he was been a character throughout the whole franchise, but like he actually got true. some good lines in that movie. And no. we will see more of him going forward. Not a lot more, but we'll see more. But yeah, now he, he now Duke is like in his in Rocky's corner because he also yeah. helped him train too. Mm-hmm. He helped him train for the second fight with uh, Apollo, mm-hmm. or not Apollo, but um, Clubber. Uh, yeah, well, uh, well, it makes sense because Duke was essentially Apollo's uh, trainer, and you kind of see an evolution. Obviously, for the first two and a half movies, uh, Mickey is Rocky's uh, trainer, and then for essentially a movie like three and a half to four and a half Apollo is Rocky's trainer. And then for the rest of the, the movies where Rocky is the lead, Duke will be his trainer. And Duke was Apollo's former trainer. And he just moved on to yeah. train Rocky. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's a character. He's, I believe that's it's Sylvester Stallone. And then the actor who plays Duke are the only ones to be in all six Rocky movies, which not, yeah, not even Polly. Polly's not in five. I'm brain farting again. Polly's in six. Polly's in all six. <laughs> I keep on forgetting about Polly. <laughs> well, it's okay. Polly's kind of a he. He he starts out as like this really abusive, shitty brother, and all, just becomes comic relief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like in M four, he was just comic relief. <laughs> yeah, this one, uh, he is a. Uh... Also, very much comic relief. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we will we will get caught up with Rocky Five, and we will see. <sighs> I'm looking forward to it. But yes, we'll watch it. Ant Ant Man oh. and Mandalorian will be fun. Ant Man and Man- <clears throat> yeah, Ant Man and the Delo- and uh, Mandalorian. Delorean. Yeah, Delorean. Delorean. <laughs> what we're doing? Back that to the Future Two? What we're doing? <laughs> well, no, no. I'm sorry, Ant Man. You did say that it was full of shit, but you got a Delorean. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, anything you want to say before we sign out, Bobby? Uh, no, no, I'm, oh. I'm ready to roll. Like, comment, yes. and subscribe. Organized Chaos yes. Podcast. Like, Please. Or, like, uh, comment, and subscribe. Bobby Quarters. Like, comment, subscribe, Organized Chaos. Go ahead and check out Phantom Initiative, too. We're, do, we're doing live streams over there. 
Oh, yeah. oh, oh, Everybody wait, wait, wait. Out. Yes. Something I did want to add. Um, uh, if you are on Twitch and you enjoy watching Twitch streams, my wife has just started oh, yes. uh, Twitch doing Twitch streaming. Um, uh, you could follow her at, she is a Hellkit10. So it's a H-E-L-K-I-T, the num- one zero. So follow her. She always gives us a lot of shout outs, a lot of props. I'm in there. You'll find me as Bobby Quarters. I don't stream, but I'm there and I promote the show in there too so we actually should might have had a jump in viewership i meant to tell you that nice but, uh, i've been promote yeah i've been promoting in there so but yes she she shouts out us we should give her a shout out okay what is her got twitch H-E-L- here so it's hell kit h-e-l-k-i-t 10 h it's, it's a little, it's a little, right, uh, all right. We, we, yeah. we it should be like a little red <laughs> kitty, take a little break there. like a cartoon cat animation or cartoon character. <laughs> I can put it in the chat too, or in our chat, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, here, um, I'm going to kind of cut off your picture, but you can still talk. Um, okay. Uh, let me bring this up. So is this it? Uh, let me. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep, Hellkit. That is her. I'm gonna yep. go ahead and hit follow myself. Boom. Oh. Uh. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead and check that out. <laughs> yeah. All right. And yeah, everybody have a good one. <laughs> Take care. Books, records, films, these things matter. Call me shallow. It's the fucking truth.